I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, welcome to an episode of Lifestyle Tuesdays. This is the second episode where I am filming at 4pm PST, so if you're here live, um, come say hi or drop any questions that you might have. So... We are so we are live right now, and if you're listening on the podcast, again, just a reminder, if you really like the podcast, do drop me a rating and a review because that will go a long way for me to create more content like this. So today, Lifestyle Tuesday, I'm going to be talking about insulin resistance and PCOS, and I think this is you know a very common thing when we think about PCOS, and if you have PCOS, you would most likely know that insulin resistance is a part of it. Um, and I'm not saying that you know all women with PCOS have insulin resistance. Um, actually, not all PCOS women have that, but it is more likely to be so. And a majority of PCOS, PCOS women do have insulin resistance. So what is insulin resistance, right? Like we have to get, first and foremost, um, we're gonna be talking about what insulin resistance is, what the role of insulin is, and why it is so prevalent in PCOS, and what you can do about it. So insulin, resi- insulin is basically um, a hormone that helps to store glucose in the form of glycogen in your muscles um, and in your cells. So basically, it acts as a hormonal break on the amount of glucose that you ingest. So if you eat a lot of carbohydrates and a lot of sugars, um, anything that gets your blood sugar to spike up, unnecessarily like really really high insulin is there to help to package all of that up into your muscles and for storage so in PCOS women it seems that uh, we tend to have ovarian theca cells that are less sensitive to the release of insulin so insulin is also um, you know released by the pancreas um, you know and the pancreas is also involved in releasing like digestive enzymes when we eat so basically, our body is very in tuned uh, when we eat, and you know, a lot of secretions start to happen. The enzymes and the hormones start to get released. And if women with PCOS, um, you know, we have ovarian cells that are less sensitive to insulin. This means that these cells in the body are resistant to the stimulant of increased blood sugar levels, and this is what we call insulin resistance. It means that your body is not sensitive enough or no longer sensitive to the release of insulin. So the pancreas has to keep pumping it out. And over time, you know, that is basically leading to diabetes type 2. Um, and also, you know, PCOS women, we tend to have not much metabolic flexibility. So basically, there's a study where women with PCOS they use lower amounts of glucose where they have, you know, they're being fed a lower amount of glucose in a carbohydrate state. Um, and it's actually coupled with um, higher amounts of visceral fat tissue. So basically, um, they fed women, you know, like a standard amount of 
carbohydrates but a little bit lesser but they still found that there is a lot of um, excess body fat tissue that got stored so this means that we are less metabolically flexible and you know we have higher risk of accumulation of body fat in our tissues so this is also another reason why PCOS women um, have trouble losing weight for example and again this is not to say that all women with PCOS have trouble losing weight I know there are women who are lean women with PCOS for example yours truly um, but we do still have you know all the other symptoms like acne or hirsutism and it's really hard to kind of give a general guideline for PCOS because every woman is different and you have you may have trouble losing weight or you may have other symptoms that are bothering you so the impact of insulin resistance on our body is basically a lot of impact on our sex hormones so PCOS is um, you know also characterized by irregular periods or basically if you don't ovulate and ovulation is a hallmark of health and we really need it to um, you know produce progesterone for example and also to make sure that we are able to conceive and this is also another reason why infertility is so rampant with PCOS um, and it's you know one of the things that your gynecologist tells you in the office as I'm sure that you know so basically if we have too much insulin in the body it will actually stimulate testosterone secretion in the ovary so it will get more testosterone to be produced and it will inhibit this thing called sex hormone binding globulin which means that um, there's a result of there will be a result of free testosterone roaming around in the, in the body causing you to have excess hair loss hair growth and acne and so forth and basically so this is how you know insulin can affect testosterone and it can worsen your symptoms of androgens um, another reason why insulin can affect us is basically um, higher levels of testosterone can also increase the conversion into estrogen so basically we will have higher levels of estrogen and that can contribute to estrogen dominance and also symptoms like um, you know breast tenderness and really bad PMS symptoms for example and basically when our estrogen uh, levels get disrupted we get a confusion of signaling in our ovaries so basically our ovaries are not responding very well to the um, levels of estrogen maybe because you know there's not enough estrogen or there's too much and it hits like a threshold and you don't get ovulation um, and this will result in an ovulation and even though you bleed after that it's actually called an ovulatory bleeding it is not a true period because you only have a true period if you have ovulation so that is also another reason why insulin can affect fertility because it has effects on testosterone and uh, downstream estrogen so another thing with um, you know insulin resistance is that PCOS women might feel a tendency to overeat and this is because um, insulin resistance leads to an imbalance in our hunger hormones called leptin and so our leptin signaling is actually disrupted and so you know women are not able to tell when they are full and also I would add in another point if you are eating a lot of refined carbs and sugar most of the times those are the things that are not going to keep you full because you're going you're going to um, rise in your blood sugar and then dip you know fall after so your body keeps wanting that same sugar craving and this can also lead to overeating so that is why protein and fat which I will talk more about uh, in a little bit uh, are your best friends with PCOS 
So a study actually found higher amounts of leptin in infertile PCOS women together with higher BMI and insulin resistance compared to women without PCOS. So it's interesting because maybe leptin levels is actually associated with insulin resistance and obesity. Um, and also, you know, if we have too much leptin, um, it can actually disrupt ovulation too and it further elevates the levels of androgens. So here we can see that, you know, PCOS is kind of linked to metabolic dysfunction where the, our insulin and our leptins are not working properly and that is basically our hormones that are associated with eating and feeling full and digesting, right? And so if we are out of it, then we tend to make poorer uh, food choices and when we do that it actually worsens the whole cycle. So some PCOS women I know it's really hard to lose weight and you know no matter how much you try you, your body may already be resistant to insulin so if you are you know eating you, you're kind of transitioning to a healthier diet maybe your body needs more time to actually get sensitive to insulin again. Um, and so, you know, when we think about solutions to improve insulin and blood sugar levels, obviously, first thing first, you don't want to have more than 20 grams of sugar in a day. Um, and 20 grams of sugar is basically 5 teaspoons. If you don't know what that looks like, it's actually a lot. Like, even in an energy bar, I know that there are energy bars that can be like 25 grams to 30 grams of sugar just in that bar. So one good thing is like, I don't, try to rely on protein bars too much if you really want like a good snack that is like savory try to go for paleo valley beef sticks and i'm going to be putting a link in the comments for you um, that is going to really give you the protein you need but not with the extra sugar and also it will keep your blood sugar stable um, you know opting for like healthier desserts so basically using natural healthier uh, sweeteners like honey or maple syrup you can also use like monk fruit and coconut sugar. Um, I wouldn't go for agave, not very, not very much, um, but I would, you know, do the other sweeteners. Um, you know, try to have protein and fat in your diet, as I said before, because protein and fat will really keep you full and they will, you know, give you the nutrients that you need, the building blocks for your muscles. But not only that, uh, it will help to keep you full. Um, another thing is to add vegetables to your diet, and I'm pretty sure, you know, this is like a standard for every single condition. Um, so vegetables give you, you know, not only energy, but it gives you fiber. And as I, you know, we talked about this before, fiber can really help with estrogen breakdown, but it can also help you with feeling full. So I think, you know, a lot of the sugar cravings or reaching for carbs is because we are trapped in a vicious cycle where we're not feeling full. So your body tends to crave sugar when it's not feeling full because it thinks that you are in survival mode. And so basically having protein, fat, and fiber in your meals will help to reassure your body that it is safe so that it no longer has you know, any sort of sugar craving. Um, you know, obviously removing and avoiding high fructose foods and you know, like packaged food and processed foods. And, you know, sugar is actually um, also hidden in many, many things right now, like pasta sauces and yogurt. So it's really important to look at the ingredient labels. And if you need help to look at your ingredient labels, you know, you can always also just post them in the group and, you know, let us know, like, what kind of trouble you're having with. Um, I can, I will be able to help you out. Um, there are so many names for sugar. There are like almost 100 
almost 100 alternative names for sugar and that can be really you know hard to dissect so just take a look at the ingredient label not only the amount of sugar in grams but look at the ingredients themselves um, so you know reducing stress is another thing because cortisol can it's a master hormone and cortisol um, you know has a play on like insulin for example and um, being really really stressed can actually make you insulin resistant too not to mention that it actually increases inflammation in your body which we don't want because PCOS is also linked to high inflammation in the body so um, that is also another thing to start off with um, and then also you know like addressing your gut health so if you're implementing like a lot of vegetables in your diet and if you're transitioning to a more Mediterranean style including protein and fat chances are your gut health will start to improve. Um, there are some studies being linking dysbiosis, which is like an imbalance in bacteria populations, to PCOS um, because our gut bacteria also plays an important role in regulating neurotransmitters, but also the breakdown of our hormones. So once you change your diet, you will also start to improve your gut health, which is great. Um, and you know, some supplements and herbals that are great for PCOS include um, inositol, which I think a lot of you would know. So inositol is great for insulin sensitivity. Another one, if you feel like you know your triglycerides are really high or if you are just really, really on the path down to diabetes and you're not sure what to do, if you're, you know, your hemo, hemoglobin A1c is really high or your blood sugar levels is really high, fasting blood sugar is really high, you want to look at berberine and occasionally some people will go for metformin. Metformin is basically a drug that helps with diabetics and helps to improve insulin sensitivity. Um, and the thing with metformin is that it depletes B12, which is really important for the body. Um, so a natural alternative is actually to use berberine. And berberine is a really strong uh, herb that you can use. Um, it's also antimicrobial, so don't use it for too long because it might um, you know, affect your microbiome populations. Um, but definitely check with your doctor or work with someone who is able to help you out. Um, and also for supplement-wise, you really want to look at zinc, for example, because zinc can help with the whole androgen imbalance. And you want to look at magnesium because magnesium is just a super great hormone to help you relax and stay calm. And it can also help with um, PCOS. So those are the solutions, the natural solutions for insulin resistance and some of the lifestyle tips. Um, you know, to help with insulin resistance. Um, I hope that you understand a little bit more about what insulin resistance is and also why PCOS women tend to have so much problems with insulin resistance because, you know, this is because maybe our ovarian cells um, are less sensitive to the release of insulin. And basically what we want to do is remove the things that cause insulin resistance in the first place, but also increase your sensitivity to insulin for the body. So today is a really short episode, but this is basically um, kind of tied to what I am hosting this Saturday. So this Saturday, I'm hosting a workshop called Take Back Your Energy, and basically is going to show you how to have sustainable energy all day. And some of the lifestyle tips I talked about will also be shared in the workshop and more. Because, you know, if we have insulin resistance, chances are you are going up and down and your blood sugar is like all over the place. 
um, you might be crashing a lot through the day too and this is not really not helpful to keep you energized all day. So I will be also talking about blood sugar levels more in detail at the workshop and if you want to register there is still time I will be posting the link in the comments and I hope to see you on Saturday.